Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. So glad that you've joined us this afternoon. You just heard the invitation to give us a call, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. So I invite you to do that, to do that right now. Grab one of those open lines as we have this hour for you to be able to call in and to ask questions, maybe about the Bible or uh, Christian living, or how do we respond to the things that we see going on all around us. And there's a lot going on around us. And we want to be able to minister to you and take you to the truth of God's Word, to encourage one another, also to pray for you as well as you call in with your prayer requests. So give me a call. The call-in number is 303-690-3000. We'll go to the phone lines as soon as you grab one of those open lines. Grab it early because uh, they can fill up and hope that you're doing well on this Monday. Welcome those of you who are listening on Grace FM in Colorado and Southern Wyoming. You're listening live on this very beautiful Monday, Monday after Thanksgiving. I pray and trust that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, we got a beautiful day along the front range. We are praying for moisture. It's so dry out there, uh, but we'll enjoy it while it's here. And uh, just was outside, and oh, it was like T-shirt weather. So hard to believe that we're seeing this warm spill continue. Uh, but I pray you're doing well. And we have now entered into the Christmas season. And I pray that this Christmas season will be a blessing to you, a time of gladness of heart, of thanksgiving, all those things that are talked about, of rejoicing in your heart. And I know that also it can be a, a difficult time for some of you that are going through a hard season, and we want to bless you. We want to pray for you any way that we can. And uh, I just want to remind you, Galatians, Paul writes, that in the fullness of time, uh, that it was uh, God who sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons, that you belong to the Lord, he loves you, and uh, he sees you, and uh, we just want to remind you of that. And we're so grateful as we celebrate the birth of Jesus that light came into the darkness, and, and we need to be reminded of that. We need light in the darkness that we see all around us. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Got a couple open lines. Text line, that's another way for you to be able to uh, reach us and, and be able to uh, ask a question or for prayer. And it's for texting only, 720-336-0897. Let me introduce myself. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm usually with you weekly uh, during the year on Mondays and Tuesdays. So glad to be with you on this Monday afternoon. And wherever you're listening from, if it's evening or uh, wherever it's at, because we have listeners that are tuned in to perhaps uh, internationally on the website, uh, listening to Calvary Live on the Grace FM website. 
Maybe you're listening online somewhere in the United States. Uh, you can call in at 303-690-3000. We want to welcome those who are listening on another radio network, Hope FM and Truth FM and Radio by Grace. And uh, those of you listening in Idaho or Southern California on some other radio networks, we just uh, are so glad that we can be a part of your lives. And we invite you to call in at 303 303- 690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. We got people that are online from all over the country, so I'd love to hear from you. And um, and uh, we want to just be able to minister to you any way that the Lord leads us. And uh, so we've got a couple open lines. Let's go to Greg in Loveland. Greg? Yes. You're on the program. Hi, Pastor Jeff Figs. How are you? I am good. How are you? Um, I'm blessed. I'm just struggling with something. Okay. Well, I'm not. Can we pray? But, well, yeah, I am, but mostly my wife is. But okay. I just want to say okay. thank you, first of all, because you guys saved my life when I was in jail several times. Oh. You guys are the only okay. thing I would listen to and the only thing I could listen to when I was in there. And it's brought me so far, and I learned a lot from just listening to you guys all day. So thank you. Well, good. I'm glad it was a blessing. And that's really a prayer of ours, is to really reach those who are incarcerated, to give them yes. the gospel. And and um, and we just pray for that. So I really appreciate that feedback. So, Greg, how can we pray for you? Um, well, like I told the guy that uh, answered the phone, um, I'm married. Well, I'm in a separation right now, kind of. But I'm married to a girl named Brittany Vogel. She's my high school sweetheart. I met her when I was 18, fresh out of jail. Um, but I fell in love with her as soon as I met her, and I've been in love with her ever since. And I've looked for her in girls ever since I've been with her, and I couldn't seem to find her. And I finally got back with her and ended up relapsing on drugs after five years clean because of whatever reason. But I started struggling with my mental health. And put my hands on my wife numerous amounts of times and it's just if she's having a hard time uh working past it and i just want to okay. i've been praying for it for the last month but i just i need to get a lot more prayer going on for her because yeah. i'm pretty sure it says in the bible somewhere that there ain't no soul that ain't worth saving and my wife my wife's soul is worth saving and i love her dearly yeah. and i want her yeah, to absolutely. see that i am trying to work pa- or work on myself and get myself right and Okay. Hopefully things get better between us, but I just yeah. I need some prayer for. Her. Absolutely, and let's pray, Father. I pray for Greg. As Lord, it's a rough season right now, and, and separated from his wife. And um, Lord, you know all the issues, and uh, I just pray that you would help Greg work through what he needs to, and for uh, Brittany to be able to work through some of the things she needs to. And I pray that they would understand that you're the one that brings healing that you bring um, forgiveness. You're the one that brings restoration and trust back into the relationship and to the marriage, that you would do that work. And Lord, that uh, they would see you working as they come together in one spirit, one heart right now. And Lord, that eventually they would be able to come together um, and just be able to move forward in their marriage relationship. I pray that you would just work in every way and Lord, that you be with Greg, help him to stay strong and to grow. I thank you that he's heard us on the radio, 
And Lord, he's growing in your word, and I pray that you help him be the man of God that you've called him to be. I pray that you would help him to be the husband that you called him to be. And Lord, that you free him from all the things that that he struggles with. Um, And Lord, um, with Brittany, all those things, you know uh, what it is that they're going through. And uh, I just pray there to be no relapse. I pray there the addictions would be over and that you would just free them from all those things and that you would work in restoring this marriage. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Okay, thank you. And, and it. you call any time for prayer, okay? I will. Thank you. Okay, great. God bless uh-huh. you. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Give me a call. We got... I believe open lines and text line is 720-336-0897. A caller wanted prayer for um, Dennis t- uh, to be saved um, and who lost the son in an overdose potentially. So, Father, we know we don't know you know who this caller is, and we pray uh, we want prayer for Dennis for salvation and who lost his son. And Lord, you know the circumstances, the pain, the, the confusion, uh, the difficulty, the sorrow that comes with it. We just lift this individual up to you. You know who he is. I thank you for the one who called um, to give this prayer request. We just pray that you would draw him to you, Dennis, that you would uh, speak to his heart, bring the comfort he needs, strength he needs. And Lord, make yourself real to him and that he would call out to you to be saved and to be everything that he needs in his life. Help him with the pain he's going through with the loss of a son. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Maybe you just need prayer. Uh, We want to pray for you. We want to minister to you every way that we can. We can go to the throne of grace in time of need, as Hebrews chapter 4 declares. The text line is 720-336-0897. And you can text a question or a prayer request, and we'd love to be able to minister to you in that way as we have time in the show. So uh, let's go to see where we're at, and let's go to uh, Vina in Greeley. Vina? Yes, it's Vina. Vina. How are you, yes. Vina? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good, uh, good to talk God to you. Praising God and having a good day. Well, yeah. uh, my question is First John chapter five, verse sixteen. You mm-hmm. know, and and I want to know yeah. um, what is a deadly sin in that aspect. You know, because I keep praying for my son. He's always in jail. <sighs> You know, and I worry about him. So right. I was just wondering what a deadly sin in this context was. Well, it, it's kind of a difficult verse as as John's ending the um, the epistle. He's he, he he starts out in verse fourteen. Now this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. So he's talking about praying and asking according to his will, according to his character and his uh, nature. We ask in his name, in the name of Jesus. 
and then praying for a sinning brother. And if anyone sees the brother sinning, as it goes on, a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask and he will give him life to those who commit sin not leading to death. So I'm just reading this for the sake of the listeners. Therefore, there is a sin leading to death, as we continue reading. I do not say that we should pray about that. So anyway, he says, if anyone sees a brother sinning a sin, he will ask. Um, And so first of all, we're to pray for a brother who's sinning, Um, not gossip about them, not tear them down, you know, and put it all over social media. We are to pray for that person. And oftentimes, and I just think this is an important point to bring out as we look at this text, kind of keep everything in context, is that prayer is oftentimes the last thing that we do, or, you know, we don't think of doing it uh, to regards of, of somebody that we know we care about that is sinning, a sinning brother or sister. And there is, then he goes on to say something that's interesting, that there is sin leading to death. Um, and so some believe, because John is writing in the context of a brother, um, that is he talking about spiritual death or physical death, and, and that perhaps he's speaking about physical death. And, and, and it's just, uh, there's different thoughts on that. It's a difficult concept. Uh, we do know that Paul in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, uh, Paul would write about how uh, there were those who uh, were in their disgraceful conduct at the Lord's Supper, that many were weak and sick among you and many sleep. That's kind of an interesting kind of uh, uh, text that Paul writes about. Uh, but a believer can sin to the point where God believes maybe perhaps it's just best to bring them home. Um or maybe that that sin leads to death if they're you know you go out and you get drunk and you you die of, uh, in a car accident because of, of driving drunk or uh, driving under the influence of drugs. So there's different thoughts on this of what it is, but what we want to do, uh, Vina, is we just want to just kind of pray for your son and entrust him to the Lord, and um, you know just pray for God's hand and protection among them. I read the Bible in jail. Oh, I love the Lord. But the moment he gets out, he starts yeah. doing, he breaking the law again. And I'm like, you know, you, you God cannot be mocked. You don't understand. You can't just go, oh, I love the Lord. And then, and then you get out and you do the same thing. I didn't know if that was like a deadly sin, like mocking the Lord or uh, not supporting Israel. It's, you know, obviously blaspheming yeah. the Holy Spirit is, you know, like a deadly sin. But, you know, I was just wondering, you know, what's a deadly sin? Him saying, oh, I love the Lord. I, I, well, you know, I read the Bible. I pray. He sends me, he writes me Bible verses in his letters. And, right. And, and then he goes out and breaks the law. And that, you know, that worries me because for me, yeah. that would be like mocking the Lord. Well, and here's the thing. When it comes to Jesus said, all manner of sin is forgiven except the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is rejecting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you know, and continuing to do that to where you come to the end of your life. Uh, It isn't that if you do it sometime in your life, because look at Paul the Apostle. He was a blasphemer of the church, and he got converted. Uh, Many people got uh, testimonies of they rejected the Lord, rejected the Lord, but then they finally came to salvation. A person can say that they are a Christian, they can write verses, uh, they can, you know, um, when they're in that time where 
They're away from temptation and sin. I'm a Christian, but only the Lord really knows, and our actions do show us where we're at. It isn't that our actions save us, but it is a demonstration of, is that faith real? Is it a real faith, a living faith that is in us? And a Christian that has the Holy Spirit in him is going to be convicted of doing those things. And um, it doesn't mean that we don't ever sin, but there's going to be some evidence of faith in the Lord and moving forward and growing in the Lord. And the Lord is the only one that truly knows that. But if somebody continues in sin, continues to um, rebel against God, we can't necessarily say that they are a Christian. But what you are to do is you continue to pray for him, and we will do that, and uh, that the Lord will truly get a hold of his heart to where when he gets out of jail— that he'll be able to, you know, move forward in the things of the Lord and begin to grow in the Word of God and truly have that real in his heart and not just go out and commit sin. Because you can say that you're a Christian, but if you are pursuing the world and the things of the world, and Paul writes about that in, in 1 Corinthians, he says, don't you know those those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God? And then he lists a bunch of sins the work of the flesh in, in Galatians, he does the same thing. So there should be some evidence in the life of a believer that they they do believe and in the way that they live and um, and moving forward and growing in the Lord uh, and in his grace and in his love. So, Father, I just pray for Vina. I just pray for her son, uh, Lord, um, and she's concerned. And I just pray that you would just uh, get a hold of his heart truly, that it wouldn't just be a jailhouse religion, uh, but it would be real, and that, Lord, that you would just humble him to where he would truly receive you, and that when he gets out, to keep him from temptation, and that he would move forward in you, and that he would uh, just grow in your grace and love and forgiveness, and that he truly would come to faith. You're the only one that really knows you know, who belongs to you, as Paul wrote to Timothy. And so, Lord, I just pray that um, that you would do that work of salvation uh, in his heart and humility and desiring to walk in obedience. I pray for Vina that you would help her to just minister to her son. And I can hear the frustration, but I also know that there's love there that I can sense for her son. And we just lift him up to you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You, you you kind of opened it up to me. It it just kind of, it's like clarified it for me. I appreciate this, Pastor Figs. I really do. I appreciate you bet, this. Vina. You made my and, heart feel better. Good. And it's always good to talk to you. God bless you. Bye. You know, it's hard when we have family, when we have family that we see them struggling and out there in the world and with the addictions or the sin, the carnality, and I just want to encourage you, keep praying, keep lifting them up to the Lord and and entrusting them to the Lord. And um, prayer is powerful. And we're willing to pray with you today. We'd love to pray with you, so give me a call at 303-690-3000. We've got a couple open lines, and then the text line is 720-336-0897. So grab one of those open lines. Got plenty of time in the show today. Let's go to Baltimore, Maryland. Chris is on line one. Hi, Chris. Hi, Pastor. How you doing? Good. You're on the program. 
Yeah, so I um, was wondering if there's anything in the Bible that uh, states why it was that God rested on the seventh day. You know, that's a good question, and I, I never thought of it in that way, why he did. The only answer that I can think of is because he was through creating at that time. He had created everything. He said it was good each day that he created, and then he created man. And uh, he said it's very good. And when he was done in that creation, he rested on the seventh day. And so that work of creating the heavens and the earth were were done. And so the seventh day he rested. And then he comes along in the Ten Commandments. He gives the law of the Sabbath to them. And he says, you guys work six days, and on the seventh day is to be holy, and you are to rest on the seventh day from work, just as I created the heavens and the earth in six days and rested on the seventh. Um, So, uh, you know, the author of Hebrews talks about in chapter 4, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. So the thing that we get is God rested from uh, creating after six days, he created everything, and he saw that it was good. Yeah, I, I guess what's perplexing to me is he's omniscient, he's omnipotent, he's all-knowing, all-powerful, so why would he need the rest, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, I think that, um, to me, him resting, he was rest, resting from creation, but it wasn't like, you know, God is always working. It, it goes back to what you say, um, were to enter into his rest. Jesus is our ultimate rest. It's an important lesson that is given, you know, to us about rest. And and so God rested. He he never rests. It isn't like, oh, I'm resting. Don't bother me. He's always working. Uh, he's always aware of everything. Just like what you said. He's all knowing. He's all powerful. But he rested from creating at that time. And uh, and you know, we can say that. He doesn't rest in working in our lives. He's always working in our lives. Uh, he doesn't rest in, in working in the life of the church. He's always working, but when it came to the creation at that time, it just says that he rested on the seventh day, and then he tells man what you're to do is you're to work six days, and then you rest on the seventh. And um, and then we as Christians, we know that our rest is in, in Jesus. He's our Sabbath rest. And um, and that's that's the way I like to make the application and look at it. But good okay. question, Chris. Yeah. Uh, can I take it a little? Can I take it another step farther? Sure. So, um, so how does omnipresent tie into that? <laughs> I'm not sure. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I'm not, it gets I'm, kind of deep when you look at when you when you go that far. <laughs> well, and and here's the thing to remember is. When you, when you start thinking of those things, you know, the eternal state of God, uh, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, the thing is, is we have finite minds, and we're trying to understand an infinite God, and there's no way um, that we can wrap our head around it, and we got limited knowledge of that, and, you know, it's amazing. He's eternal, too. Um, he is, um, you know, all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-present, and we can't fully understand that he's all sovereign, and because we got finite minds, and um, he's just so great and awesome and powerful, and and um, so uh, you know you'll we'll never be able to fully figure it out. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time to answer the question. Hey, Chris, I appreciate you calling. Okay, have a good night. You too.
303-690-3000. I believe we got all open lines. So just talking about the Lord creating and and um, talking about uh, other verses of the Scripture that people have called that want some clarity and understanding. And, and uh, what I really appreciate is um, just those who are just studying the Word of God and thinking about things and desiring to know the things of the Lord. I just commend you for that. Uh, I was reading in Amos uh, today because I'm going to be doing a prophecy update on New Year's Eve. And one of the things that we are told that in the last days that there are going to be those who are going to uh, not be taken in sound doctrine. Paul, writing to Timothy in his last words, says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itchy ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears, that is, away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. And I believe that we're seeing that today. I was reading in Amos chapter 8 how Amos talks about that there's going to be a time, and I believe that he was speaking in his time, because he's he's speaking at a time that the nation of Israel, uh, the house of Israel, the ten northern tribes, and that's who he is mostly speaking of, was in idol worship. And there's going to be a famine in the land, not of bread, but of the hearing of the word of God. The word of God was being presented by the prophets, but the hearing of the word of God. And I believe that um, that we're seeing that today. So I'm so thankful for Christian radio, for, for radio stations like Grace FM, Hope FM, Truth FM, you know, Radio by Grace, uh, other Christian radio stations. Support your local Christian radio station that is giving the Word of God. It's so important to do that. And um, and to you to be involved in a Bible-believing church. I was reading the statistics last night that less people are going to church than ever before. And I know that we're dealing with COVID and all this, but uh, we are seeing where there is a famine for the hearing of the Word of God. I believe we're seeing that today. So it really blesses me when I hear that people are calling and desiring to understand the Word of God, reading the Word of God. We want to be here to help you and encourage you uh, in any way that we can uh, in that. So give me a call. we got an open line. We're about ready to go to break, and I uh, know that we got a couple callers that are holding right now, and I want to be able to take the time to get to your questions. Um, so if you'll just hold, we're going to go to break in just a little bit, but 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We got an open line, and then the text line is 720-336-0897, and so we want to be able to um, just bless you in that way of talking, um, of just being able to um, encourage you. While we go to, Before we go to break, a text uh prayer request came in. Hi, Pastor Jeff. Thank for all you do. Please pray for me that I have been in multiple trials. And so, Lord, we pray for this one, this sister who has called in or text in for uh, Liliana for the trials she's going through. And I just pray that you know what they are. And just pray that you be with her and help her and minister to her. And Lord, help her um, in the wisdom she needs and the strength that she needs, the direction she needs, the comfort that she needs, Lord. And um, and as we have trials, we know that we have you. 
that you would just guide her in every way and that um, she would just do according to your word and how you lead her and guide her. And again, we just pray for you uh, to work in her life in her trials that she is going through. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And amen. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break. And so uh, Marsha, Anastasia will get to you right after break. I hope you hang on. And uh, we got an open line, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Again, if you want to text in a prayer request or a question, 720-336-0897. So text in a question or a prayer request. Give me a call. It's the only break of the show. We're going to be right back in just a short time. You're listening to Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Fix. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado on this beautiful, beautiful Monday, late afternoon, early evening. Pray you're doing well. We got full lines, but as we go to the phone line, somebody hangs up. You can call us at 303-690-3000, the text line 720-336-0897. And let's go ahead. Let's go to Marsha in Greeley. Marsha? Hi. Hi, Pastor Jeff. Hi. You're on the um, program. Yes, sir. I, um, I'm i going to try to make it brief because I heard you had full lines, but... Um, I raised both my children in a little non-denominal church here in Greeley, and they were our family, you know, after my husband left. And my son loved that church. And when he grew up and went to the Army and then got married after that, he could he just never felt like he could find a church like that. And in his mind, they should all be just like that church, you know. Um, But he lives in Kansas now, and that's not an option. Um, He has joined the Catholic Church. He sent me a long email because I'm going out there for Christmas to be with him and his wife and my granddaughter. And um, he wanted to come clean and let me know that he had joined the Catholic Church, and I could tell he was terrified to tell me. Um, And I am sad, you know, and I was sad. I'm not angry, but I already knew because they give me a calendar every year, and when I turned the February page, he had an ash cross on his forehead in one of the pictures, and I knew that to take that sacrament, he had to have joined the church um, with his wife, and I don't know how to respond. I, I, I send him an email back saying, I will never throw you away, you know, and I won't he was afraid I'd blame his wife because she's Catholic, and I don't blame mm-hmm. Callie. You know, I love you guys. Um, I did make my points with the precepts within that church that I disagree with, and I just don't, I'm, you know, I know that if I continue to harp at him, it's going to push him farther away. So I really don't even know what my question is unless there's a, yeah. a kind and a gentle way 
to keep the conversation going or will I just turn him off and push him away? Um, should yeah. I just pray about it and let it be? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, you've, you've done some things right. And, um, he's joined the Catholic church. You're, you know, concerned about it. You know, I grew up in the Catholic church, Marcia. So I know some of the things, you know, that are concerned and, you know, I had a large family back in Kansas growing up with many cousins we all went to the Catholic Church, and then a few of us began to break away. Um, and um, you know, I became a pastor, uh, and uh, some in my family, my immediate family, some of my cousins. I got a cousin who's a Baptist pastor, and you know, the relatives. You know, that was a hard thing, and we've witnessed to some family, and they come out of the Catholic Church, but then some have gone back to the Catholic Church. So, you know, it, it can be disappointing that he did that. He grew up in a church where he was blessed, and it's not available to him, but he's in the Catholic Church. So, number one, you pray, just like you said. Just keep praying that the Lord will just begin to um, to open up his heart to these things, because as he grew up in the church here in Greeley, that the Word of God is in his heart. And so you just pray that that it'll come forth and, and he will be sensitive to what he knows of the Word of God and sensitive to the Holy Spirit convicting him. And so one of the things, Marcia, that I've learned, and I've said this before, is I make a lousy Holy Spirit. So right. you want to pray. <laughs> I, I do. Right. <laughs> and, um, and that's where we entrust him to prayer. Second of all, reaffirm your love for him. Okay. And, and for his wife and for your grandchild, and try to, as best you can, have a good visit. But there are ways that you can, as you pray, Lord, how can I have a conversation? You know, it's okay to ask a question. What, what do you think about these things? You don't have to get into, you know, a big, heavy discussion and, you know, dig your trenches and start throwing your spiritual grenades. And I know that that's not your desire, but to just, you know, ask him and sometimes just put it on him. What do you think about, you know, the saints, you know, praying the saints? What do you think about these things? I was just wondering and and to do it in a way to where you're not pushing him, um, but just having a discussion between mom and son and to just be able to point him to Jesus. And I say that to everyone that has uh, family members that if they're, you know, in a very legalistic church or, you know, in the Catholic churches, keep pointing them to the cross, to Jesus Christ. Because yeah. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. And uh, and Paul came, it's interesting, when he came into Corinth, in First Corinthians chapter 1, he said that I came knowing nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So just keep giving them Jesus, keep praying, you know, go ahead. You can ask a few questions, but enjoy your Christmas with them and let them know that you love them and let them know also what the Lord has shown you as well. And, and I did um, email him back, you know, and we, I talked to him about canonization and praying to saints and um, the, the, the need to look to Christ to be our great high priest because he negated the need for confession to priests, you know, and it's it's like a slap in the face of Christ, I feel, you know, just to ignore yeah. that 
what he did, you know, that curtain was torn. It was torn. The Holy of Holies and us. Yeah. I yeah. Just and he <laughs> declared open house. He said, come into my presence. And so just, you know, remind them of those things, of the privilege and opportunity that we have, not because of religion, not because of a church, but because Jesus Christ, that we can come boldly into the Holy of Holies because in confidence, not our own confidence, but the confidence in the blood of Jesus Christ, as Hebrews chapter 10 declares, keep reminding him of the love of Jesus Christ, the provision of Jesus Christ, and and the goodness of Jesus Christ, and let the Holy Spirit just minister to his heart, okay? Okay. Okay. Pray for him. His name is Andrew uh, and Kelly. Uh, okay. Father, we pray for Andrew and Kelly. And Lord, um, we just pray that they would really uh, be touched by your grace and love. And Lord, as Andrew grew up um, hearing the scriptures and knowing the scriptures, that Lord, the seed that is planted there would really take root and it would it, it would bring forth fruit. And, Lord, that you would convict them. And, and Lord, he would be sensitive to that. And I just pray for Marcia as she goes out that you would bless her time with her son and with her family and her grandchild. And, Lord, I just pray that you would um, just give her wisdom and, and being able to speak of these things. And I hear her heart and her desire is for her son and daughter-in-law and, and all to just, come to know you more and to know the privilege that we have that we're able to come into your presence because of the blood of Jesus Christ and to just be able to share scripture. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would just be with her and help her and guide her. And, Lord, that you would just uh, draw Andrew and Kelly to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Hey, Marsha. Yes, sir. You know, when I was praying for you, one of the things that just kind of came to my mind is when you go out there for Christmas, you might just read the Christmas story to them and yeah, just That was a tradition tell, in our family. We did it every Christmas Eve. Yeah, and, and just I, tell them. I bought, yeah. I bought a nativity for my granddaughter in a book, and so I plan on doing that. Yeah, and just read the Christmas story and just kind of what you've learned from it, you know, that— um, you know, that Jesus came, you know, light in the darkness and why he came and to give us hope. And, um, you know, just think about how you can just minister to them because it's such a magnificent story. It really is. That it came to pass in the days of Caesar Augustus that all the world should register for taxes, you know. And it was scary times, just like it's difficult days today. You know, they had the emperor that spoke and everybody was in transition and Herod the Great was ruthless, the religious leaders. And all of a sudden in that little place in Bethlehem that God sent his son to give us hope. And the reason that he was born was because he went to a cross to die for our sins. And just, you know, to be able to, you know, um, give that truth to them once again as you read the Christmas story. Thank you so much. I, I've actually been coming to your church, so maybe I, I we hope can you're talk blessed. some more. I'd love to do it. Love to encourage you anyway. Okay. Thank you. Okay. 
You bet, Marcia. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for your call. 303-690-3000. Somebody hangs up. There is a open line. Let me see where I'm at. Let's go to Anastasia in Denver. Hi, Anastasia. Pastor, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing okay. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Well, thanks um, for calling. Yeah. Uh, thank, uh, I'm calling to ask for a prayer request for two people. Um, one of them uh, is a mother of three, and her cancer has come back, and she uh, doesn't want to fight it anymore. Okay. And I just, the main thing I want to pray for her is that she believes in Jesus. And, um, you know, whether she gets well or not, I think the most important thing is just for her to believe at this point. Yeah. I'd love yes. for, you know, I would prefer for her to be healed as well. Yeah. So maybe yeah. pray her for her for both. And then the other person is my sister. She um, she has, like, severe schizophrenia that's just been diagnosed. She's just been diagnosed with, and she's been... Um, going really crazy and making really disturbing accusations against me and other family members that are not really good to say on the radio. And um, she recently, just this past week, found herself with the wrong people and was doing a bunch of drugs. She did heroin, meth, and Mm. cocaine and all kinds of stuff, and she almost died. And um, we're at the point where we are thinking about getting a court order to have her put in a mental hospital until she's well because she refuses mm-hmm. to take medication. Okay. I'm so sorry you're going through that. As Father, we do pray. We pray for, first of all, this mother of three, that, um, Lord, as she has been afflicted by cancer, um, Lord, we pray more than anything for spiritual healing, that she would come to know you, that she would understand um that Jesus came and died for her and loves her, and that there is a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I pray that um, if it's Anastasia or whoever, to be able to to give that gospel message to her, that you would prepare her heart even right now to receive that. She would come to salvation. And Lord, we just pray for the situation. A mother of three, um, Lord, we just lift her up to you. But right now we pray for her salvation. We even pray um, that if it's your will, that you would extend her life, but Lord, more than anything, that she would come to eternal life. Lord, I just pray for Anastasia. I, I hear a heart breaking for her sister um, that um, got mental illness, schizophrenia, um, and Lord, just uh, the, the drugs. Lord, we just pray that you would rescue her. You're the one that rescues all of us that come to you that you would rescue her from her mental illness, that you would rescue rescue her from just um, the drugs and the uh, the influence, and Lord, that you would work. You would work a miracle. And Lord, I just pray for Anastasia and her family that's going through this difficulty, how hard it is, and, and the difficulty that comes with it. And Lord, I pray that you would just work in them, Uh, Give them wisdom. Give them strength. I pray for your protection upon them. And, Lord, we just lift uh, up uh, Anastasia's sister that you would work a miracle. And, Lord, um, bring the right people into her life to to 
Lord, just help her and, and to bring her to Christ. And we just lift up this mother to you. Just pray that you would just minister to her in a very powerful way in bringing her to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet, Anastasia. God bless you. God you call you. if you need more prayer, okay? Thank you, Pastor Jess. Have a good day. You bet. You too. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. I believe we've got a couple open lines right now. got plenty of time in the show. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Virginia in Kirkwood, Pennsylvania. Virginia. Hello. You're on Calvary Live. Yes, hi. My question is, um, those that are left behind, will there be any way um, for them to be saved afterwards? Yeah, a, yeah there's a good question. As you know, um, and I'm assuming you believe in what I believe is that the rapture is going to take place before the day of the Lord, or what is called the tribulation period. And we know the tribulation period is going to be, Jesus said, will be tribulations such as the world has never seen or ever will see again. We see the book of Revelation in chapter 6 through 19 of the book of Revelation. And so I want to make reference for you in Revelation chapter 7, after the sealing of the 144,000, that after these things, John writes in verse 9, and behold, a great multitude which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, people, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So these are believers. Um, and it is um, the one of the elders would speak to John in verse 13, Who are these arrayed in white robes, and where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you know. So he said to me, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation, washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So these are the tribulation saints. And we know that um, that in the tribulation period, as a result of the ministry, the 144,000, they're like evangelists. Can you imagine like 144,000 Greg Lorries going out or Billy Grahams going out and evangelizing yeah. the world? And that's why he says a great number from all nations, tribes, people, tongues, standing before the throne. Also, just Virginia, just another thing that may be of interest to you, I think one of the reasons why I believe that the church is not going to go through the tribulation period is because John was asked, who are these that are in white robes with palm branches in their hands, crying out, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne to the Lamb? And his answer was, sir, you know. If it was the church, John would have known. John is the elder statesman of the church. He would have known that it was the church. He says, I don't know who they are. Well, these are those who come out of tribulation, so they're the tribulation saints. We also know from Revelation chapter 11 that in chapter 11 that there is the two witnesses that they will be on the scene in the first half of the tribulation period. And then in chapter 14, there's going to be an angel in chapter 14, you read about the proclamations of the three angels. One is that uh, Babylon's going to fall. Another is, do not take the mark of the beast. If you take the mark of the beast, then there's no hope of salvation. But thirdly, a third angel is going to preach the everlasting gospel to everyone. Uh, and, and it's a powerful scene there. 
So there's an angel that's going to preach the gospel, and and then another angel warning, don't take the mark of the beast. But we also know Matthew chapter 25, Jesus speaks about the sheep and the goats. After the second coming of Jesus Christ, that he is going to separate um, the sheep and the goats, and the sheep are going to enter into the millennium reign. We have the judgment of the nations as individuals uh, are going to um, to enter into the millennium reign, and they will repopulate the world during that thousand-year reign. And also we know that there's going to be a national and uh, uh, restoration, or that is a, a spiritual uh, restoration that will come to the nation of Israel as well at the end of the tribulation period, as Paul says, and all of Israel will be saved at that time as they recognize that Jesus is their Messiah. So I just gave you a long right. explanation <laughs> to right. an answer to yes. To keep reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's a good question um, because, okay. uh, you know, today's the day of grace, and I don't know if you've ever run into anyone, Virginia, but I've run into a few people that said, well, you know, I've heard you guys talk about the, the rapture of the church and all this, and uh, if the rapture happens and people disappear, then I'll give my life to the Lord. Well, you know, it's going to be difficult because these saints are going to be persecuted by the Antichrist. Uh, we know that the um, the Jews are going to be persecuted. They're going to flee to the rock city of Petra, uh, a remnant of them. And then also Revelation chapter 13 tells us that he makes wars with the saints and he prevails. In other words, he's going to heavily persecute anyone that does not take the mark of the beast and, and worship him. And that's his desire, the Antichrist, is to be worshipped. There'll be a false church on the scene in the first half of the tribulation period. It's Revelation chapter 17. It's the woman's riding the beast. The beast is supporting that false church, but then he will destroy that false church. And then as Paul says in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that he will go into the rebuilt temple. He will proclaim himself as God, to be worshipped as God in the temple of God, because he is the Antichrist, directly influenced by Satan, and Satan has always wanted to be worshipped. And that's why he rebelled and became uh, Lucifer, rebelled and became Satan. He told Jesus, bow down and worship me and I'll give you all the kingdoms. He's always wanted to be worshipped, and so the Antichrist is going to heavily persecute those tribulation saints. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for all this information. It helps. <laughs> I know I threw a lot at you, but... Yeah, so the the, no, the short point. answer is, yeah, is mm-hmm. yes. Keep reading, and call if you got any more questions. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good night. You too, Virginia. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number if you want to get a quick call-in. In the meantime, let's go to Tennessee. Dana? Dana? Yes. You're on Calvary Live. Awesome. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You got a question? Yes. So um, it's a bit confusing for me. I just was wondering. Um, I'll read the scripture to you. Maybe it will make more sense. So okay. First uh, Thessalonians 4.16 says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. 
So my question is, um, when we die, you know, we go to be with God in heaven. So Mm -hmm. if we are, like, say our day and time now, say someone dies and they go to heaven, and then um, time keeps going on, we'll say the Lord comes back. Well, then it says in Scripture that the dead in Christ shall rise. So if I'm already passed away and I'm in heaven with God, then how is it that I'm going to rise up out my grave? Yeah, that's a good question, and that can be kind of confusing, Dana, to people, because he's talking about the resurrection. Now, when right. we talk about the resurrection, it's more than just eternal life. It's eternal life in a new heavenly body. So Paul comes along in Second Corinthians chapter 5. He tells us to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. So when we take our last breath and we close our eyes, we immediately go to be with the Lord. That's a promise from Scripture. It was Paul the Apostle in the book of Philippians that he said that he didn't know he's in prison. The first imprisonment, he's wondering, you know, hey, um, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be put to death. You know, to go home to be with the Lord is better for me. So we know we go home to be with the Lord. But then the trumpet's going to sound at the rapture of the church, and our bodies are going to be raised up, and we'll have new heavenly bodies at that time. Now the question is, when we go to heaven, will we just be in our spirit? Is there a temporary body that we're going to have? We don't know. But that's the resurrection that's being spoken of in First Thessalonians chapter 4, where we have our glorified bodies. So I've done a lot of funerals, and I've done gravesides. And a person's in a casket, and we will put them in the ground, and the time's going to come. That person is with the Lord. They're in heaven to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. But the time's going to come at the rapture of the church where they will get a new heavenly body. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's 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 something that people get confused about. So we can trust that you know people say, well, are we going to just be in the spirit? Um, Is a temporary body? I don't know. I do know this that we will have that new heavenly body. But if I was to go home, you know, with the Lord or in my life here, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Okay. Thank Thanks you. for calling. You bet. Keep reading, okay? All right. Will do. All right. God bless you. Thanks for calling, Dana. Always good to hear from those from Tennessee and and uh, out on the East Coast and also down south. We're going to go to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hello. You're on Calvary Life. Shinika? Is that is Hi. that right? Hi. Yes, this is Shinika. Shinika, how are you? I'm well, sir. I'm well. Good. Um, I don't have calling. a question. I just really just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for what you guys do. Um, I get in my car and I look forward, look forward to hearing the services and having Bible study. And, and it's just amazing. And I just want to tell God, thank you. Just give him thanks tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, just thank him for my health my family, covering my children, my family, my friends, um, everyone over at Calvary Chapel. I mean, I just want to just give God thanks and and, yeah. and tell you guys what a great, great job you're doing. I mean, <laughs> it just does something really good to my spirit, and just wanted to say thank you. Well, I thank you for calling and letting us know that you're listening. You know, we have been— um, you know, fairly new in Florida, which uh, blesses me. We've gotten calls from Fort Lauderdale, Miami Beach, 
you know, that area. And I'm, I'm just so glad that we can be a part of your lives and to bless you guys and, and that you're being blessed by the show. And, and, um, it's really a privilege. It's a privilege for us to do this, to host it and to reach you in Florida. And I'm glad that you're being blessed in every way. So thank you for, for just letting us know. You got it. Thank you for your time tonight and every time. (laughs) You bet. God bless you. you, Bye-bye. Really quick, Rebecca and Aurora. Hey, Rebecca. Okay, Rebecca, I'm going to go ahead and pray. We just got a little bit for Spencer to find peace on earth and in Christ and find comfort and freedom from worldly things. Lord, she called in, but Lord, we're ending the show. And Rebecca, uh, I pray, would just have wisdom to be able to minister to him. And you know him. And Lord, I just pray that you would uh, just, we know that peace only comes from you, the Prince of Peace. And that, Lord, not only would he have the peace with God as he comes to faith in Jesus, but the peace of God as he walks with you. Lord, just take him away from those things that will just blind his eyes and harden his heart from you. And, Lord, that salvation would come to him. And, Lord, that you would just um, work in his life in every way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, thank you, everybody, for calling. Had a great show today. Be back with you tomorrow at this same time. So hope you call me with your questions and your prayer requests. And love to talk to you. God bless you. Have a great evening. Keep reading your Bibles. And we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.